Welcome to the Chicago Golf Report Podcast, brought to you by ChicagoGolfReport.com, covering everything golf in Chicago. Talk about some of the things that you're doing. Obviously, Cog Hill is such an iconic facility. You have so many things that you can offer. Uh, what are you excited about in the near future? Well, I think the first thing that we that we've done that has really seen some gotten some major traction was the addition of the top tracer technology to our driving range. I mean, the range was a busy place to begin with. Uh, we're really well located uh, to some golf courses that don't have a range. So we have guys come and hit balls before they play those golf courses, obviously coming. We got the grinders, the guys that come out and practice and, and then the people who are warming up before they play here. So, but when we added the, the top tracer in the 21 uh, current bays where we have it, um, you know, it kind of brought in all the generational uh, folks who want want the technology, want to be able to keep their their practice um, statistics and 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 see the, the flight of the ball, play virtual golf, play the games. Um, so we're looking to hopefully in the future expand that to even more bays here, um, which would be a, a big deal for us. And um, the other thing is we're going to add lights to the driving range for the first time at Cog Hill ever. Uh, so you'll be able to hit at night at Cog Hill, which you've never been able to do. So that's really close. We'll, we'll have that sometime in the month of April. And you've added a bar to it. I know you've added different tables. So it's kind of a whole area where you can go and hang out in addition to playing golf. Correct. And that's, I mean, that's the entertainment factor that, that we're looking to, to provide there. And, that, and that'll probably be a little more prevalent in the evenings uh, where people can get, uh, and we'll do food and beverage down there. So the bar was the first element because, of course, it's golf. The bar has to be first, right? So, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, we'll, have, we'll have food down there eventually as well. And it'll be more of a kind of a nighttime entertainment spot uh, with some abilities to have, you know, nighttime events and leagues and maybe and we've even had people asking for golf outings at the Top Tracer location. So, you know, it, it'll be a nice expansion for us uh, that has, you know, not a lot to do with the, with the four golf courses, but uh, something that's exciting for us. So let's take a little bit of a step backwards here and we think about Cog Hill as a whole, such a, uh, a memorable facility. It's a facility known around the country, around the world, and you offer so many different things. Obviously, four different courses. You have this now, this top level teaching facility with the range. Um, you know, there are so many different things that you offer. You also have the you have the farm to table element to it. You know, you have the banquets facilities, you have outings. How do you decide what you're going to focus on as you, you know, having all of these things at your disposal? Well, I think it kind of goes back to the, you know, Jim Sick family's uh, been here since 1951 and owned the facility since then. And now the third generation, Catherine Jim Sick's the president. That's who I report to directly, but it always goes back to what is important to them. Mm -hmm. And and I think what's important to them primarily is, you know, providing daily fee golf to uh, to their clientele. That's uh, that's quality golf. It's priced, you know, affordably and reasonably. And, but but also they are really uh, in touch with uh, growing the game uh, elements. And that's where the learning, what we call the learning center, but the whole driving range operation down there has really come around because we they they and, and I both believe that that is a way for us to introduce the game. Uh, in a different way to some uh, groups of people that we'd like to do that with. Um, so I, I would say it starts off with, you know, making the facility better uh, for our golfers and then making it more um, enticing uh, for folks who may be interested in the game or may, who may just be getting started, provide instruction, provide a great place to hit golf balls, you know, a friendly place to come and play golf, we hope, at, in the end of that. 
And where do events and outings fit into that? Is, is that a focus or are you still more daily fee? How do you look at it? No, it is a focus. We, we have a kind of a unique position where, where we can do those multi-course or those the multi-course shotgun events and type of events where, you know, some, some only do use two courses. We have some that use all four for events. Uh, we feel like we're priced fairly aggressively in that. So we don't, um, you know, it, it doesn't cut into our daily fee business um, when we do get to a chance to book an event. Uh, but it's a big part of our business because there's a tie-in for food and beverage for us as well. So we have a, 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 a you know, 12,000 square foot pavilion where we have the after dinner or after round uh, meals. And last year, obviously that all changed due to COVID. We, we, we certainly intend to get back into that uh, business uh, full scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but we learned some different ways to do things with the outings, uh, with food on the course, and with some ways where, where we didn't do the after, after um, golf sit down. Um, that was really unique. But it's a unique place in that, as you know, in that uh, we can just handle some events that other facilities cannot handle. So uh, it's a big part of our business to answer your question quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, w- I would assume that might be even growing further. Obviously, last year was a great golf in terms of year in terms of golf participation. And it was such a perfect sport for people to get outside. And I think that's really kindled uh, the excitement. But the other side of the coin, too, is that there are uh, a number of different facilities, especially on the south side, that might not be around in another couple of years that are already been learning to sell. So does that bring more opportunity for you guys to come in and say, yeah, bring your events here because we're, we're set up for this. Yeah, it does. And it even kind of bleeds over into the, into the wedding business too, which is another part of the, of the business that's big for us. We do quite a few weddings throughout the course of the year and we're pretty well suited uh, facility-wide to deal with that. So yeah, you know, you know, you probably are, are up on all the talk about the. There are some adjoining, very nearby facilities that are that are talking about selling to developers and and getting out of the golf altogether. Um, it's a it's a golf rabid community here. You know, uh, not being a native Chicago person, I always tell people, you know, when I was growing up in Indiana, I heard these Chicago golfers were crazy, but I'm I'm learning it firsthand right now they you know sure. in, a, in a good way crazy i mean they you know they'll play when the weather is marginal and they they love the game and they uh for us uh, there's a lot of golfers in our area and if there's fewer facilities that's going to provide an opportunity for us to to, to get um, more of those type of events and, and more golfers in general we hope um but i think that ultimately um like i said we when people get here and they start to have an event here uh, we have a history of being able to hold on to those events for a long time. It works out really well for them. And and it's hard to have the kind of footprint we have uh, in any other place. So, Right. One of the events that's coming up is not a, a um, sort of a golf outing, but it's a big event is the long drive event. Um, what's your uh, kind of approach with that, with something like that? Well, the history of it is a, a little strange in that we were originally going to hold the world long drive championship, which, which was owned by the NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when COVID hit, um, basically stopped all those events and NBC decided to shelve the World Long Drive Championship. So that that entity does not exist at this moment and nobody has purchased it from them. But there's a, another group called the Extreme Long Drive and Amateur Long Drive, and they're based in, uh, in east of here. And they wanted to come to the Chicago market. So we're going we're gonna to have an event for a smaller a local event for them in May, the, the weekend of 15th and 16th, I think it is. And then... Um, their annual event for the for both the amateurs and the professionals, uh, we're going to host here in September. So mm-hmm. we we built a large grid 
thinking we were going to get the world long drive championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's over 500 yards long, 150 yards wide. It's already finished. Um, so we'll be able to do this, this new event this year, see how it goes, um, provide some, some food and drinks for the people who are down there and who want to you know, be spectators, whatever. I don't know. I don't think their plans are to sell tickets, but we're really kind of just providing the space for them mm-hmm. and, and, and partnering with them on that. Uh, but we think it, it might have some legs for the future, for sure. People, people love to watch the events. And, and here with the amateur side, you can actually participate in the events, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. I always thought that was such a great uh, connection, too, because one of the things that we've always learned about Joe Jemsek Sr. was his long drive. I believe it was during uh, the one of the World's Fairs, and he's yeah. known well for that. So yeah, I thought on, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah, it's on. It's on my. It's on our beer can right here. That we, we did perfect. a beer called yeah. Cog Hill Cog Hills Long Drive Ale last year with uh, in partnership with Pollyanna here in Lamont, and um, mm-hmm. we put him on there. So yeah, that was the genesis of it. You know, mm-hmm. that was really like, okay, it's really cool. For, we have a st- story to tell, um, and so we were very excited about the World Long Drive Championship. That was the one that you see on ESPN, televised nationally, and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it was a. Um, a victim of, of the COVID and all the stuff that hit uh, at that time. And mm-hmm. NBC, NBC's, you know, just decided to shelve it. So we'll see what happens with, uh, with this new event. And we've got the ability to do some things down there that, that um, we'll see what happens in the future. One of the things that's, uh, I guess, surprised me a bit, and, it, and this might coincide with when you got here too, is the really upgraded your presence online in terms of social media and the quality of beautiful photos, beautiful videos. And uh, I thought that's interesting too, because it's a course with so much tradition and obviously the GEMSEC name, but you've really kind of ramped it up. Uh, Is that been one of the things that you've brought to the table that you've kind of put a focus on or has that happened organically? How, How does that come about? Yeah, thanks for noticing, by the way. We've had a lot of good comments uh, on that. And, and you know, the Jemsic uh, family has uh, a facility that, that we we lease from the Archdiocese at Pine Meadow up in Mundelein. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, the Jemsic uh, family owns a golf course in, uh, in Atlanta area called Summer Grove. Mm-hmm. So our thought was that we, we need to do, when I came in, we need, I, our thought was we need to do a better job of getting out where people are really going to see things which is in today's day and age on social media Mm -hmm. so so after at the end of the first my first season here we we did a we did a a hire uh we we hired crystal uh and she has been um really a a step up in the right direction for us to put our to put our branding out there to put great content out there she's also a photographer so Mm -hmm. she's been able to put to add a lot of things so that was a it was our our plan you never know how things are going to go when you when you go, you know, full bore into hiring someone, but she's been great, and it, and it really has made a, a difference in how Coghill and the other facilities look uh, in the in the uh, social media world. So, and you know, we're going to continue to do that. We're going to everything that we to our disposal. We're going to try to get out there and make people make sure people know the uh, the important stuff about Coghill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like that was a, a really important component of uh, keeping your your brand going, especially the awareness uh, when COVID hit, because we were in that period where we didn't know we couldn't play for a while. Then mm-hmm. the courses opened up. And then I remember some of the video that happened. It was like, it was a breath of fresh air because you yeah. could be on the course. You saw how beautiful everything was and it was welcoming. And it was, I thought it was such a great uh, uh, component to have at that stage. Well, as you know, too, the, I mean, it was a perfect storm in the, in the right way uh, for golf in 2020. I mean, we had 
obviously people had uh, available time. Um, they, they wanted to get outside. Uh, they wanted to be able to stay distance from people. And then we had great weather on top of that, which was just unbelievable. So, you know, it's one of those deals where I don't know if we'll see 2020 again in its entirety in the golf business, but, um, but it, it also allowed us to, to, to think forward and, and some making some capital expenses to continue to move the business forward. So that was the other importance of 2020 is if it had been exactly the opposite, we, we'd be having different conversations right now. Right. So what is your overarching role? I mean, there's, there's obviously all this components is, is general manager. What, what do you oversee in terms of the facility and the people and, and everything? I explain it as to people, just, I'm not my first general manager job, but, but here particularly, it's a, um, I'm more of a resource manager. I'm like, you know, what do you need? Mm-hmm. What do you need to get your job done? There's a lot of, of really long time in, uh, staff members here who are loved way more than I am or ever will be because <laughs> the, the, the customers see them. They're, they're our frontline staff and managers. And uh, some of the folks in the food and beverage and on the golf end uh, in our superintendent have, have been here uh, quite a while do their job really well. So I just need to make sure that they have the resources to do their job. And then also um, consult with the owners to, uh, to talk about what the future looks like and what mm-hmm. things need, need to get changed. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's basically my role is to be um, connected uh, with, with the ownership in, in that way and, and make sure that you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a leadership and teamwork type of role. Mm-hmm. And so far I've been really happy with that. It's a great group of people. Um, that I know why they've been here a long time, the staff members, because they, they are great at what they do. One of the things that Coghill is known for, despite having such a wide footprint, is the quality of the courses and the maintenance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you came to Coghill, was there already this infrastructure that was in place to keep the standards that high? Or is there anything that you kind of look for to maintain a course and, and keep it at this level? Yeah, I mean, I kind of leave that that uh, to the experts, and the experts in that case is our director of agronomy. His name is Chris Flick, and Chris was, had previously worked at uh, um, at the golf course uh, where the memorial is held in, in in Ohio, Jack Nicklaus Golf Course there. So, mm-hmm. uh, so he he was familiar with with good quality, and and it's a big piece of property. And you know, his job includes other things besides the golf course. We've got all kinds of you know plantings and landscaping, and we've got other property that the that the um, the company owns so it's a big job and but i do think that 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 was already in place when i came in here luckily so there were a lot of things that i didn't have to really spend too much time on it's just that you know little things little detail things that we can continue to make uh the golf course operation better to give an example uh we're going to add gps to the golf carts on course one and three this year mm-hmm. and they've never had that mm-hmm. so now you play one and three you're going to have you know gps unit on your golf cart uh, a way to get your yardages and see the layout. And for the longtime golfers may not be that big a deal. They'll like the yardages, but for the newer players, uh, it'll show, help them or show them around. And so those are kind of upgrades that, that, that we always need to do. And then always, obviously the golf courses have to be in good condition. I've been, I've been floored by the conditions of the, you know, the tees, fairways and the greens since I've been here. I mean, the fairways on one and three, the oldest of the two courses or all those of the four courses last year were just wonderful. I mean, they were really, really good. So, um, but that is a big part of what Coghill is known for, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it, just as you take lessons from your own career, I think it's obvious that a facility takes lessons that they go through. I remember this is a while back, obviously, but 
there was a, it was, it was all related to the growing season. It was a really bad growing season. I remember that it was, it might've been one of the last years that Cog Hill had uh, the PGA tour. And I remember there was like significant changes that happened the year after to avoid that. And again, I don't think really was anything that had to do with the, the superintendent or anything. It was just a really tough thing. And I know it seems like since then, like that even raised it up another level in terms of the quality, not only for course four, but the other three. And it's, it's always that consistency, which I think is another calling card in the facility. Yeah, and maintenance practices, they, they kind of morph over time. I mean, it changed, you know, particularly when you have snow cover. Mm -hmm. I used to work in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which talk about snow cover and cold. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we covered all of our greens up there at that golf course all winter. Mm -hmm. They don't do that so much in the Chicago market. But there are a lot of things you have to do, as you know, in the business to, to prevent snow mold and to, to deal with agronomic issues that might come up over the winter that you have to get to. And then airification, which the golfers hate. But you have to do it on older greens, like on one and three, in order to keep them healthy. So it's a you know, unfortunately for for us, turf's a living, breathing thing, and sometimes it, it does great, and sometimes it, uh, it it doesn't. But this winter looks like a knock on wood that things came out really well, even though we had a long period of snow cover. Maybe actually because we had a long period of snow cover. Sure. You know, this is probably a great time to ask you this question since you've been at the facility for a while now. Can you compare what you knew about Coghill going into uh, taking the opportunity and now two, three years later, uh, uh, compare and contrast like what you thought, what your expectations were versus what the reality was? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, growing up in Indiana, I thought there was one course here. Um, you know, I thought that was basically, uh, basically Dubs Dread was the only course that I was, I thought that was a one course facility. Mm -hmm. So literally, you know, that's all I knew at that point. Um, but then when the job became open and did a little research, obviously found out that, that, you know, there's other golf courses, ones have been here for quite a while. And, um, and so I had very limited knowledge about, about the, the facility, although I did know the name mm -hmm. and I definitely knew Joe Jemsick's name from being in the golf business earlier on, because that was a name that was always kind of banding about, uh, when you talked about daily fee courses and upscale daily fee courses. So, um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's always interesting to drive in for the first time, which I will always remember doing and, and thinking, you know, it's a big sprawling piece of property. There's two courses on each side of the road. And, and then the first day you see the parking lot on a Saturday mm -hmm. is what really gets your attention. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I used to work at a place that had an amusement park as a side or as a, one of their businesses. And, you know, it, it had a huge open parking lot. And that's what it reminded me of. There was just a ton of cars and activity all over the place. So. Uh, a really, a, really a busy and fun place in the summer for sure. Yeah, that's a great point too, because it's so unique, no matter if you come in from the south or the north, you drive into the facility and you're kind of met with that, that energy and excitement, which is very mm -hmm. unique because most facilities you'll come in and you may not even see the golf course, but Coghill's different. You come in, you see the golfers, you see all the right. cars, you see the people. So before you even set foot outside of your car, you kind of have this energy built up. Yeah, no, it's definitely a hub of activity. You can you'll, you're going to see before you, like you said, before you get out of your vehicle that there's other people doing. They're going to do what you're what you're planning to do, and you know it's and then we've got two golf shops that we a clubhouse and two golf shops. So we check golfers in. So you, you know people always say, why don't you do it out of one? Oh, you just can't. You know it's hard to check four golf courses in from one building. So I think our setup is you know will change over time, but right now we've kind of got our handle on. Uh, two courses out of each little out of each golf shop and and um, 
and we're working on trying to upgrade those structures a little bit too. Final question then, can you give me two or three items that you'd love to see Cog Hill uh, accomplish, some goals that you'd like to accomplish, say within the next three to five years? Yeah, I think we just want to modernize. I mean, to give you a better example, you know, uh, last year we, we started to dine on the patio last year because we had to. Mm -hmm. Something that something we never really did at Cockhill. So we learned something. We're going to continue to expand on that space and use that space because it's awesome here. There's a great patio near the 18th uh, green on course number one, uh, right attached to the clubhouse. So we're going to expand on that, uh, using that. Um, and then, you know, trying to get a, a food and entertainment type venue going down at the driving range is a big deal for us. Um, and then also to make sure that we position the four golf courses, you know, where they need to be in the market and, and the Dubs Dread golf course is obviously the, the our, kind of the, our big, uh, the big gorilla in the room at, at Cog Hill, but, but also to promote the other courses for what they, for what they offer and at the price range that they offer. Uh, and, you know, my thing is just always try to use technology uh, to modernize, but also to, to modernize our equipment, our, our facilities as much as we're capable of doing so that we stay relevant. I mean, Tiger Hill's always, always been relevant. I, I, don't, I certainly don't want it to, to stop being that on my watch. So that's, a, that's an important part for me. This has been the Chicago Golf Report podcast. Visit chicagogolfreport.com right now for exclusive discount offers, Chicago golf news, and in-depth event listings.